0: Welcome, True Believers, to documentary a show where we watch documentaries and then get together and talk about them. Excelsior!
1: Welcome back, True Believers. When we last saw Earth's mightiest heroes, the Avengers, they were locked in battle against Doctor Doom and his vast Doombot armies. Now only two remain standing against the Latverian monarch. Iron Man and Thor are all that stands between Earth and the end of Season 1 of Talkumentary. Let us join them in their final battle. It is I, Dr. Doom, who will finally bring an end to the mindless cackle of Talkumentary. The end of the season is inevitable. The only thing that will remain is doom.
2: Are we going to talk all night or are we going to fight? I'm late for a dinner date and the three-piece suit under this armor was important. You better not make me wrinkle it.
1: Stark, I grow weary of this banter. By Odin's beard we must stop this tin demon once and for all. We shall send this foul beast to Valhalla or my name is not Thor, God of Thunder. Have at thee! god, a billionaire, and a tyrant clash together like worlds colliding. When suddenly, from over the horizon, the faint sound of intro music can be heard, growing louder and more powerful each second. Doom looks up, and the breath under his mask catches in a way that can only be described as fear. No, that's impossible. It can't be. That's right, Dr. Dump Truck. It's another episode of Talkumentary. I knew it.
0: Welcome, everyone, to part fifty of the story Ooh. called Talkumentary. That's right, everybody. Fifty episodes in. Isn't that
2: crazy? Oh, wait, five
0: zero. That's yep. what it was. Yep. I'm your host, Jeff Kolaski. I am playing the part of the God of Thunder, the wielder of the mighty Mjolnir, Point Break himself, Thor son. Uh, this will be our last normal episode of the season before our season finale next week. Uh, so we're going to take a little break between some episodes and all that. But I figured for our 50th episode, we would do something marvelous. Um, First, let me introduce our heroes for this evening. Our team of heroes, playing the part of billionaire, playboy, philanthropist Tony Stark, aka Iron Man, is our very own Matty Bladdy. What's up, Matty? Hey,
2: hey, thanks for having me on. Yeah, cool. what there's... a great episode to do it.
0: I know this one's fun. I love this. This yeah. is, you know, there's there's a couple uh, episodes, or or I, I should say, you know, documentaries that really hit on points for me that are like near and dear to my heart you know yeah. we've got like the ones yeah. about the navy or the one about drums and things like mm-hmm. that and like you probably you can probably hear it in my voice come out like this is something <laughs> that means something to jeff like yeah. this is probably going to be one of those yeah. things and we'll get into that mm-hmm. but anyway sitting next to uh mr stark over there uh it takes a king to play the part of the king of latveria uh the dastardly dr doom ladies and gentlemen King James himself. What's up, James?
3: What's up? Hey, hey, <laughs>
0: Let's get your, your best villain laugh. <laughs> nice. That Not pretty bad. That's you got, pretty good. You got one, Matt? Villain laugh? Yeah, let's just hear it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get ridiculous when we got
1: <laughs> It's Christmas time, so. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that, that sounds <laughs> like Santa
3: <laughs> Claus out <Yeah, laughs> there, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Oh, Or like. <laughs> Yep, the high you one. No.
0: <laughs> anyway, let's get a few things out of the way, shall we? Go rate and review our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming services. Let us know what you think of our show. If you want to connect to our crew, look for at Documentary Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, or shoot us an email at info.documentary at gmail.com. Um, shameless plug here. If you can see this. Let's see. I well, can't really. Let me. Butterfly Bakery, if you are in the Lincoln, Nebraska area, go see our friends at Butterfly Bakery. Thank or, you.
2: Or if you're in Omaha, visit Anderson's Convenience Market. <laughs> okay. This is Jeff's gas station right down the street. <laughs> not, not actually his, but this yeah, is where be, they had coffee. If it was mine. Yeah.
0: yeah anyway.
3: Yeah. Um, I have no endorsements. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this week for our 50th episode... We took a topic, like I said, very near and dear to my heart. We looked into the world of Marvel Comics, more specifically into one of the men who put Marvel Comics on the map by creating some of the most iconic characters, writing some of the most memorable storylines, and serving as the face of Marvel Comics for decades, none other than Stan the Man Lee We watched a one hour and 26 minute documentary released in 2023 titled, Stan Lee. Here is the trailer. Boom, boom, boom.
2: Ladies and gentlemen, that's a camera wrap on the creator of Iron Man, Stan Lee.
1: Hi, I'm Stan Lee, editor of the Marvel Comics Group of Superhero Comic Magazines. We didn't have any money. It was during the depression, but I would read
2: everything I could get my hands on.
1: And man, I felt as though I could go anywhere. What I tried to do was write the kind of stories I would want to read. Our superheroes are the kind of people that you or I would be if we had a superpower. It's really a religious crusade, I like to think. an upbeat person. I never saw him angry. There are so many bad things in the world that if you can entertain somebody for a while, it's a good thing. If you really want to change things and make them
2: better, you've got to plunge in. Stanley is legendary.
0: The legend, the man, the myth, the legend. What do you guys? Is kind con- okay? So a little bit of history on me before we go any further. I was born and raised reading comics. Mm. I was inundated in everything comic books uh, with the cartoons, the toys, all that stuff. The comics was that something that appealed to you guys? Either of you? at all in your childhood or in your adulthood or at any point in your life? Was this something that you Matt?
2: You know, uh naturally my family so I I, I was raised right in between comics and modern TV. Mm-hmm. Like actual good tv i mean not, not that the old stuff wasn't good but <laughs> <laughs> uh, if, if you've seen old programming and new programming is a huge difference but no uh so comics was not ever my thing i didn't grow up with it but i was very familiar with the stories of mm-hmm. marvel and did Stanley. you have
0: did you ever get into it like is does the like the mcu does that appeal to you at all like the, the movies and things like that yeah
2: yeah heck yeah you know everybody wishes they had a superpower yeah. so I mean you can relate in one way
0: or another sure so
2: yeah. yeah I mean
3: James how about you man comics play any part in your life yep comics in fact comics me and my sister she passed away not too long ago so uh me and her used to have challenges all the time mm-hmm. who could have the longest keychain <laughs> I got like three feet as far as I got she got further than me <laughs> and then it was comic books mm. I got a stack. As a matter of fact, I just got my stack back. I've been missing for like almost 15 years. Yeah. And I just got my stack of comments back and everything. And nice. I, I went over them like, oh, yeah, there they go. Cool. I was going through them. I like, then you want to read them. You know, because they, they just bring life to something. You, you, can, yeah. you, you can leave this world. And just go into the world with comics. Exactly. It's almost like my animations I like to watch.
0: Yeah, like anime or cartoons. cartoon mm-hmm. yep. type thing. Yeah. You Love know, comics. Yep. Yeah, to me, it's always been, and I'll get into it a little more, I think, but you know, the comics have always been something, it's like you're reading but you're also watching a cartoon. You know, Mm -hmm. it's like uh, you're you're getting to see some of the things which, you know, part of what I love about reading is that you get to create those worlds in your own head. But part of what I love about comics is these these characters and these uh, situations become you know, kind of a thing of legend where everyone's mm-hmm. seeing the same thing when they, when they, see, you know, you're, you're really, you know, if I talk to you about, you know, a book that we read, a fantasy novel or something, we both probably have a different image of what the main character looks like. Right. But if the three of us read the new Spider-Man comic, we're all in the same place. <laughs> right. yeah, you know, this right. we're, this is a shared experience with everyone who reads yeah. it, which mm-hmm. I think is really cool. Yep. Um, this Documentary was directed by David Gleb, produced by Jason Sturman, David Gleb, and Brian McGinn. This film was a Supper Club and Marvel Studios production distributed and streamed on Disney+. Stan Lee scores a fresh 81% on Rotten Tomatoes' tomato meter with 43 reviews and an audience score of 83% with over 100 ratings. Here's a few of the reviews. A fresh review from Brian Costello of Common Sense Media says, quote, this is a loving tribute to the best known of the comic book creators who helped create so many iconic superheroes and villains. Um, So it's pretty straightforward. And then a rotten review from Samantha Nelson of IGN Movies says, quote, glosses over all of the controversy surrounding the leader of Marvel Comics at the expense not just of the other writers and artists who deserve credit, but of the documentary itself which is a bland and uninformative un- work of brand building. So, you know, I didn't dislike this documentary. Um, the subject matter, you know, I'm a big fan of, as you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've said. But um, but I do agree with the fact that this was very much a brand building documentary. Um, this was built for Disney and Marvel. You know, this was very much like, hey, let's make something else that gets people excited about our mm-hmm. product. And, uh, you know, but... That doesn't mean it wasn't entertaining, right. mm-hmm. but, um, anyway, we're going to have a link with the show, the credits stuff and the showy Let's get into it. Showy notes. <laughs> uh, a quick warning before we get into the episode. If you haven't seen the documentary yet, go check it out before you listen. This is your one and only spoiler alert, Um, but there's really nothing to be spoiled in this one. So um, hang out with us for a while, but still go check it out. If you're a fan of comics, you're a fan of Stan Lee or anything, or just a fan of us, we appreciate you being here. So let's talk about why we chose to watch Stan Lee this week. I chose this one, clearly, plain and simple, (laughs) huge fan of Marvel Comics. I I have been my entire life for as long as I can remember. My dad is who got me into it, um, into comic books as a whole. You know, when I was young, introduced he introduced me to many of the characters and action figures and cartoons and things like that. Um, And then I spent a lot of time going to comic stores for my, my whole. You know, my mom's got stories of you know just wanting to pull her hair out because I would just be in these comic book stores going through issue the boxes, you know trying to find the right ones and you know and and this the you know just perusing all the different things and being excited about the different characters and wanting to you know which story because i I didn't have all the money in the world i only had a couple bucks so which Mm -hmm. ones can i buy you know i don't i don't want to buy you know the marvel comics all the time because they're more expensive so you know you buy some of the other ones and uh but anyway the stories the characters they just you know enthralled me and I loved all the different comic book brands. I was a fan right. of DC, of Image, of Dark Horse comics, whatever I could get my hands on, but my favorite were always Marvel. And in the documentary, you know, well before I go into that, James, did you have like favorite like brand of comics or did you care? Were you just give me anything with oh. a, a flashy storyline and some cool uh whatever and some big old boobies drawn in and <laughs>
3: the women all was fine though you know and every pretty much and everyone yeah. they they were like models
0: that's that's the joy yeah. of of being a grown man sitting in a room drawing comic books is mm-hmm. you can make all of the assets as uh defined as you want right.
3: and, <laughs> and what's good about it they were only defined they were right. like overdone well, you know. <laughs> well okay some who, of
0: the some of the storylines there were well, some that were pretty, <laughs> pretty. okay okay but okay, yeah anyway
3: right. yeah i was marvel and also i was dc yeah, yeah, you know, because DC, uh, DC is phenomenal too. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: it, those are the two big ones. Those I mean, are the big ones. Those the, are the powerhouses. Yeah, yeah. yeah for yeah. sure. You
0: know, Image, Dark Horse, things like that. Um,
3: uh, don't forget Underdog, but that was that's a whole different comic.
0: So in the documentary, they they talk about what set Marvel apart from the other companies. Specifically, DC is what they talked about. The only other one they talked about, um, and from the beginning of Marvel, it was the relatability of the characters. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you're seeing stories and they about real people. Now over time, DC kind of went that way as well. They they started to kind of bring in some real issues and problems, but Marvel's been doing it from the beginning. And, you know, the whole question was what happens to me, whoever's reading, if all of a sudden I'm given, or I'm born with, or I'm dealing with superpowers, right? And um, there's always been also a sense of inclusion in Marvel comics. So they were one of the first to to showcase powerful women, uh, black superheroes, disabled superheroes. Um, And so, you know, it wasn't all just whitewashed, which for the longest time, that's the only heroes that were shown in comics and things like that. Um, You know, it reminded me a little bit of when we watched uh, the three of us, actually, when we watched, won't you be my neighbor Mm, um, about Fred Rogers. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. And we talked about how he would challenge the way we treated each other, whether it's people of different races or disabilities or genders And that's sort of what Marvel did in a way. They challenged what a hero looks like, you know. Um, They created heroes, like I said, that uh, women, people of color, people with disabilities, and gave them real stories. And I always loved that, even as a little kid. Um, Let's see. Had either of you seen or heard of this documentary before we watched it for
3: our show? No, this is my first time hearing about it
2: and watching it.
0: Matt, how about you, man?
2: Um, I could have swore that I've seen this documentary, but um, I can't recall when. Yeah, but it, like when, I, as I was watching it, I could recall some mm-hmm. scenes. Maybe I was just having a case of déjà vu. I don't know. Could be. Maybe. Maybe my that's superpower. your superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I have had déjà vu quite vividly and regularly. Not, yeah. not recently, but
0: go check out our um, our episode on glitch in the matrix, mm. uh, where we have uh Mr Alex Michalik here to mm-hmm. talk about uh, that so check that out if you mm-hmm. want a little more information That's on right. deja vu and things like that yeah anyway um so this documentary took us through the decades uh, I'm gonna go through some some details here I've got uh basically i think what i'll do is I'll, I'll go through i'll give a bunch of details about stan lee's life and then we'll just get into talking about some of the heroes some of the stuff like that because that's more interesting to me honestly yeah. than stan lee himself oh, so that's all right this is my signal to... well his his audio's still going so okay i'll be talking here for a few minutes so we'll okay. just we'll just it'll it'll catch up okay This documentary took us through the decades of Stanley Martin Lieberman, a.k.a. Stanley's life. His uh, starting as a young boy who loved to read, uh, growing up in the Great Depression, watching his father struggle to keep to keep and find work, making a vow to himself that he would never uh, that he would do whatever he could to make sure he never fell into the same hard times. Uh, he started as an errand boy for a trouser company, which was kind of interesting in the late thirties. Then he moved into his uncle's publishing company as an errand boy. Eventually as a young teenager, he started working for timely comics, um, who, you know, was kind of the predecessor eventually turning into, to Marvel. Um, he was employed, uh, well, I'm sorry, at, at timely comics, Joe Simon, Jack Kirby, uh, were there at the time. were big names in comics as well. Um, Stan was running around filling inkwells, driving Jack Kirby crazy. I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. He's yeah. a kid. And, um, you know, Timely Comics was responsible for titles like The Human Torch, uh, The Submariner, both of whom are still very active uh, mm-hmm. characters in the Marvel Universe. Um, a little different than how they were at the very beginning. But, um, you know, The Destroyer, The Angel, and of course, none other than the Nazi bashing patriotic all American Captain America, mm-hmm. um, who you know, is iconic now. And, oh, yeah. you know, um, anyway, Stan got his first shot of, at writing with the captain America, uh, with something called captain America foils, the Traitor's revenge. Which it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's crazy looking back on that and going, so his first writing attempt, he wasn't even a writer. He was mm-hmm. just an errand boy. His first attempt at writing was in a captain America book. So WW2 hits, right? Um, Stan volunteers for the military he, and because he has experience in, uh, like, story writing and things, by the mm-hmm. time he joins the military, they actually pull him from, like, going to – well, he was active duty. But but he actually goes and um, starts creating training videos and training manuals for the army, which was kind of crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after the war, you know, he gets out unscathed and uh, he goes back to the comic book world and Timely Comics changes his name to Atlas – and at this point, they were putting out whatever was popular. You know, they mm. were putting out westerns and romances. Following and, the trends. Yeah, whatever was trendy at the time. Um, and then, comics started to get a bad rap. They started uh, kind of being left unchecked, and got a little out of hand with some people's minds. And they were accused of being perverted. Or, you know, they were all about horror, they were showing adultery, things like that, Mm. uh, crime. So the Comics Code Authority was born, um, which was something that comic books needed to abide by in order to continue creating that content. Um, It it was kind of a way, you know, kind of like the... Uh, what do they call it? You know, the FDA and all that mm-hmm. for food, and you know whatever. It's just an entertainment, a way to a way to keep a check on entertainment because if these are going into the hands of all these kids, you know, what mm-hmm. are we? What are we doing? How are we making sure that that's not completely atrocious, right?
3: Yeah, which I think we still need. What we need today on some of these TV shows,
2: with all the kids are watching them now, we need to. We technically do, pro- but it's
0: just becoming more and more relaxed.
2: Yeah. Becoming more... You look at some other countries around the world, like, like we're pretty restrictive on what we mm-hmm. can see on mainstream TV. Mm. Yeah.
0: Um, so anyway, then something big happened in the world of comic books. And, and this was not at Atlas comics, but rather over at DC, a little thing called the justice league was born. Mm. Um, justice league. Who's in the justice league?
3: Uh, Superman. Superman,
0: Superman, Batman, Aquaman, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern. You know, we, we've got these big names in comic books, mm-hmm. the best of the best, right? The best of the, the best. These, these, mon, uh, what's, what's the word? Like monoliths of, mm-hmm. of heroism, right? The, the darkest one being Batman still has a moral compass that always points north. You know, he's mm-hmm. just a little grouchy sometimes, yeah. you know, um, and Atlas wanted a group of heroes. So they, they you know, Jack Kirby comes back. He had left for a little while. Jack Kirby comes back, teams up with Stan Lee and who's the ever creative. And they're basically told, you know, we need a group. This group mm-hmm. thing is nice. We need a group. So they create a little team called the Fantastic Four. And they change their name to Marvel. And this really got the ball rolling on, on you know, what, what, is to this day the biggest powerhouse in comic books, absolutely, um, probably ever. I mean, you oh, don't yeah. you don't pass it. I mean, now they're teamed with Disney, so they're even more of a powerhouse. Yeah. So thoughts, Fantastic Four.
3: Fantastic Four yep. was the first thing that Kirby and uh, Stanley cooperate collaborated yeah. together and came up with. You know, and it happened to come at the same time. Just, just we were traveling through space and stuff, right? And the thing sounded fantastic. Well, it's it's relevant. It
0: it's relevant at mm-hmm. the time. You know, mm-hmm. we, we're doing space travel, and we talk about how these how these characters who are you know geniuses and they're going to space, and that's how they get their. It's fucking genius. It, I mean, is. it is
3: smart. It is, but but people don't know, or they might know. The comic book people know uh-huh. that that idea of the Fantastic Fantastic Four came from. uh it Kirby, Kirby actually brought that from DC Comics, mm-hmm. and he started a like a, a thing called um, Challengers of the Unknown. Mm-hmm. So he took those characters and kind of incorporated them with Stan Lee, and right. that's when they came up with the Fantastic Four.
0: Yep, yep. So. so the 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 Fantastic Four. So most of the people that are listening to our show right now have probably watched this documentary. This documentary or. They're into comic books and, you know, the Fantastic yeah. Four is something that anybody who's even slightly remotely into comic book, you know, they, they know who the Fantastic Four is. Right. Um, are you guys fans of the Fantastic Four? So, okay. So we got Reed Richards, which is Mr. Fantastic. That's the man. He's the genius. He's mm-hmm. got the stretchy body, you know. Um, We oh. have Sue Storm, the invisible girl, Good. the invisible woman, uh, eventually becomes Sue Richards. Yes. She marries- that Reed Richards, Reed right? Richards, yeah. Her brother Johnny Storm, who's the Human Torch. This mm-hmm. was the the reimagining of who the Human Torch was from early early on in um, in uh, what, what, um, Timely Comics, and then Ben Grimm, the Thing, the thing. Um, and they created villains like
1: Doctor Doom. Doctor
3: right. Doom, that's right. Yep.
2: <laughs> so, you fan of? Did you ever get into Fantastic Four? <laughs> I'm really embarrassed, but like I couldn't. Like if you asked me. What the who Fantastic Four was, I couldn't have named names.
0: Interesting. Yeah. That's I, interesting. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I, you know, I, sometimes I don't realize. I think, you know, when I grew up <laughs> so inundated in it, and Fantastic Four was one of my dad's favorites. Mm. And um, I think probably because he was, you know, a, he had some of these original comics and things like that at one point. Um, and, you know, this was a, a big deal. How about you, James? Fan of the Fantastic Four? Love yeah, it, love it.
3: What? In fact, when I I got older, only thing that turned gray in my hair was side my sideburns. Mister Fantastic, baby. You know they always called mm-hmm.
0: me Mister Fantastic. Yeah, like, no, that's great. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, you know one of the best thing. So the Fantastic Four, the family unit, right? Mm-hmm. So they took something that you know, let's not just make a group of the world's most perfect superheroes like Wonder Woman and Superman. Mm-hmm. Let's take a family. Friends, you know, Ben Grimm was the best friends with, with Reed Richards forever, right? Right. Sue and Johnny were siblings. Reed and Sue were married, get married, or they were an item, and then they get married. Even Victor Von Doom and Reed Richards went to college together and they were roommates and buddies. Oh, and yeah, sure enough. you know, that's how their, their rivalry started. And you know, so a real thing. So imagine, you know, you've got your family. And you guys do a thing. And now you 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 each have super. How do you deal with that? And one of the best things that come from this group, and they talk about it in the documentary, is the introduction of a fallible hero. You know, a relatable hero. So this is not just the perfect person. Reed Richards is an annoying asshole sometimes. Because he's such a know-it-all. He can't be told that mm-hmm. things are are. Wrong that his you know that his his ideas are wrong or, or he gets so wrapped up in his work that he never pays attention to his family. There's you know countless frames in comic books where read that you know read or the family will go into his lab and he's you know stretched all over the lab doing ten different things at once and his brains going a million miles an hour you know and that's just Reed Richards. Well he's he's fallible. Mm-hmm. You've got Johnny Storm who's a hothead. I mean that's why you get the Human Torch. You know he's he's a he likes to chase women, he's a a jokester and then Ben Grimm who's a sensitive big dude who really doesn't like the fact that he turned into a rock monster, mm-hmm. you know, but Johnny <laughs> pokes that at him. And the other thing about about the Fantastic 4 that was so great was the most powerful person in that group was the invisible girl, mm. the invisible woman. Yep, by far. I mean she's considered to be one of the one of the powerhouses of the Marvel universe, right? Mm-hmm. But but it all starts with, you know, her power is to disappear. She's shy, she wants to hide, you know that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. But but it progresses into, you know, force fields and, you know, things like that and she becomes a real 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 powerhouse, yep. which, you know, that was that was incredible. Um The other good thing, and we'll move on, I promise. But you know, you talk about like some of these uh, um, the villains, right? Marvel didn't just make a villain for the sake of being a villain. I want to take over the world. Sure, they had some of those, Mm -hmm. you know, but and, and but most of the time, the villains were relatable, right? They were villainous for reasons that you could say yeah, that would make me upset too. Mm -hmm. You know, whether their family died, whether they, you know, you've got like the lizard, for example, from Spider-Man who lost his arm and he just worked really hard to try to uh, regrowing his limbs and it it got to him, you know, or, you know, the death in the family or, or unfairness from something or a hero did something that left them in the mud and then, you know, so it's not, I'm good for the sake of being good. It's not, I'm evil for the sake of being evil. It's these are the circumstances that brought us to to here, and we happen to be endowed with some kind of a, a ability, or you know, or even if their ability is just, uh, you know, their smarts or their martial arts abilities or things like that. Mm-hmm. You know, bringing all those things in, real people, real problems, real issues, and creating this world out of it. It's it's incredible, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I really love that.
3: Right, and I really like the Fantastic Four because. When they went through those cosmic rays, mm-hmm. and I don't know how other people look at it, but the way I look at it, when I was a kid, I thought that each of those personality traits oh yeah came out as their hero. Oh, for sure. Like a, as their power. Reed. Yeah. Like you said, his mind's a scientist. He's all over the place. So he had to be stretching all over the
0: place. Well, and he was stretched thin all the time. All the He's time, He's always yeah. working so hard. I didn't think of it like that. I love like, it. yeah. yeah.
3: I love it, man. Susan, like like, like uh, she, she yep. was always to shy away. The gentle one. The gentle one, and the hot head. But the one, but the one who
0: holds the family together,
3: right? And the one that protects them through everything when they get to the go. He put exactly. the sword over them. Exactly, oh, I love it. I can it's see it. So again. I can see it now. It's so good. <laughs> and the movie it, did it justice. Well, if you watch, I thought it did justice. Uh, you didn't like it? Mm-mm. Oh, okay,
0: <laughs> no, Um no. But yeah. So anyway, um, that was a great one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So, how about another one that Stanley created? So, okay. So, as I mentioned before, I'm more interested in talking about the characters and all that than I am really about Stanley. And guess what? This is our show, so we're gonna do what we want to do. <laughs> do, um, do. But we will kind of use it as a as a template for what we're gonna talk about. Let's talk about the Incredible Hulk.
2: Incredible Hulk. Yeah, talk about him all day long. Incredible all right, Hulk go, game. Matt. What's Good.
0: what do you love? Do you love? Do you like the Incredible Hulk? The yeah. the character of the character arc, that sort yeah, of. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, the Hulk smashes the shit out of everything <laughs> when he's pissed off, mm-hmm. and when you get pissed off or mad, you want to smash some shit. Absolutely.
0: Yep. So so
2: you've got you've
0: got a mild mannered scientist, Bruce Banner. Yep. Right. Yep. And just through his you know whatever of uh his scientific gamma radiation you know research and things like that he ends up becoming a monster
1: mm-hmm. right
0: well once again who's the who's the powerhouse in dc right we've got superman superman the unbeatable uh the the, the unbeatable basically perfect hero right right well there is no next to Captain America,
3: of course. But go ahead.
0: Well, that's a different world. And <laughs> it, but the thing, is, yeah. So we could get into that if you wanted okay. to. But um, you know, the 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 muscle in the Avengers, the real muscle in the Avengers, is an almost uncontrollable monster mm-hmm. that is at constantly fighting inside with the reasonable side. Yeah. So you've got Bruce Banner who is afraid to do anything. He's a, a twerpy little scientist, basically. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the Incredible Hulk that will rip through literally everything.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and if that's not a, a, a play on what we have going on, especially people who maybe deal with some anger issues yeah. and anger management things, like, if I let this Hulk out, people could get hurt. Mm. But sometimes it's not super helpful to be so conserved, so reserved either that you can't you can't get anything done. You can't
2: progress. You can't challenge yourself because you're so afraid of what happens next. You know, I do find it interesting that the Hulk still has the ability to do right. You mm -hmm. know, even when, you know, when he's transformed, you have good reason.
0: Yep. Yep. Yeah. And there's, there's so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people out there that could talk about this more than I could too, but I don't claim to know every run of every comic ever done, but there's so many iterations of, the hulk and the hulk story and all that and <laughs> and that's part of what's fun is you know there are certain versions of the hulk where bruce banner has no control he is a, a monster he is a just raging you know and, and there as far as i know there has never been a recorded limit to the hulk's strength because the matter right. hulk gets the stronger he gets right so uh, which is insane. You know, right. it's it's so cool to think about. Like, and you've got that, but it but it's the inner battle. But it's the Jekyll and Hyde. You know, the the and that's how, uh, Stanley talked about coming up with him was loving Jekyll and Hyde and right and that just the fact that there's such an imperfect being, that is the 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 muscle of this group. Right, you you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be infallible. You don't have to do everything right. You make mistakes, but you can still be a hero. You can still be mm-hmm. noble. You can still be trusted and relied upon mm-hmm. and you can still make a difference. And to me that's what kids or adults alike get out of things like comic books. Right. You know, you you it, to me it's no more childish and we can get into the childish versus adult, you know, thing, but it's ah. it's no more childish to to watch or listen to or read a comic book or a comic book story than it is to watch, you know, a, a TV show, a drama TV show. You know, it's really no different because you're taking certain morals from it. You're taking, you know, you're you're putting yourself in these stories. And if nothing else, and Stan said it best in this, if if The world's a a bad place sometimes. And if we can entertain people for a little while, Mm -hmm. that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. James, you said it. If you're you're sitting there reading a comic book and all of a sudden, you know, you're Mr. Fantastic in your Mm -hmm. head, you know, and I I can see you as a little kid running around pretending like you've got superpowers. (laughs) I did it
3: regularly. I didn't do it regularly, but I... I I did I you know want to fly that's my thing I want yeah. to fly I, I did have a cake <laughs> uh-huh. I could tell you guys no story I did have a cake we got too I, I made it too. myself nice you know I used to be uh, I used to be uh, skateboard a lot and I was a superhero called myself the. Uh, the uh, I actually called myself the Fantastic Four as a skateboarder. Yeah, I had little wings. I'd put under my. T- uh huh. I would go down a skateboard, with my wings flying. You know out How like much this? money I'd
0: pay to be able to see that?
3: <laughs> right. <laughs> and I would say, the one-legged rider. Oh, nice. It was something else, man.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, oh you know the, the the that's the Incredible Hulk. So right. let's move on to Spider Man. So Spider Man. Spider Man was basically the home run for Stan Lee, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And um, for Marvel, really, it's mm-hmm. what it, it's what you know launched Marvel into you know absolute untouchable status. Because right. and and what's so funny and I really like to see I had actually never heard this side of the o- origin of Spider Man. You know, you you hear the origin of the character of Spider Man, mm-hmm. but the creation of Spider Man. Right. I didn't know that this was something you know. So Stanley, you know, always trying to push ideas and go, you know, he wants a monster as a superhero, okay, the Hulk. You know, he wants a family, you know, okay, the Fantastic Four. But now he wants a teenager, you know, as the main hero. Not a sidekick, not a not a with, member of the family. With
2: regular problems.
0: Regular problems. You know, he's being bullied. He's got girl he, problems. He has to work a job. He's got to work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and, you know, he's got to pay rent. How the how the hell, you know, got those are relief. those are things that, you hey, know, DC wasn't relief. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The the death of his uncle Mm. and he's got an elderly aunt that he's, you know, his parents aren't around that sort of thing. Like those are relatable things for a lot of kids, you know, so you're, you're reading this and all of a sudden as a teenager or a kid reading this, you go, Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. And you know, his, his thing was, let's see what happens if we give a normal teenager, arguably the most versatile and powerful superpowers of all of them, you know, And then have them contend with being a teenager at the same time, (laughs) Mm. you know, and uh, feeling responsible for certain things, you know, when the the classic story of Uncle Ben going and getting, you know, mugged and the Spider-Man had the chance to stop the guy that, that killed Uncle Ben. And he decided not to. He thought it was kind of below him, and and then after that, he regrets it for the rest of his mm-hmm. life because he's going. I let this, you know, and and now he's realizing I do have a response. You know, the classic line: "With great power comes great responsibility." Yes, yes. and you love know, that line. Yeah, and and it's it's it, it's really you know powerful, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and uh, so I thought it was interesting. So Stan pitches Spider Man uh, Martin Goodman, the publisher, he denies him. He said, no, teenagers are sidekicks. We're not doing this. And Stan is like, okay, well, Let's put, let's put, he decides to put him in this short run comic that they were actually going to get rid of. So he's like, we have one more just random comic and he puts Spider-Man right on the cover and that thing sells through the roof. Mm. And all of a sudden, you know, Martin Goodman comes up to him and goes, Hey, remember that Spider-Man you did? Mm. Let's get it rolling. The one that we
3: like all of a sudden. Yeah, the one
0: that we came up with. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, like, like we, like, remember that one we liked so much. Like, <laughs> no, you son of a bitch. Right. Yep. Um, and the the legend of Spider Man is then born. You know, and the stories just continue from there. Mm. And it's about not expecting your heroes to be perfect. It's about you know they're humans who are fallible and uh, they mess up, and just like we all do. You know. Um, yeah. anything else about Spider-Man we want to talk about?
3: I mean, not like all the spin-offs that they did on them, all the spin-offs. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like um, with Venom,
0: the whole Spider-Verse, the whole, yeah,
3: th- all that stuff is like t- Venom was the was the villain of Spider-Man. The villain of uh, Fantastic Four was uh, Doctor Doom. Mm-hmm. Each one there's they had a, a a dark side and a good side. Yeah, yeah. yeah Venom
0: wasn't always a villain. He, right. You know, there were times where he did things that were not villainous, you mm-hmm. know, uh, which was which is kind of cool.
2: Mm-hmm. You know, you look at all the uh the the massive heroes over the course of history. Oh yeah. And like the ones that have the most video <laughs> movies made about them, you know, Spider-Man definitely ranks up there, you know, mm-hmm. Superman obviously. He's got tons of movies made sure about him. Yeah. And so yeah.
0: Then we get introduced in the film just a little bit uh, at one of one of the my favorites growing up. Um, he still is up there as one of my favorites. But um, my opinions kind of changed a little bit. But I was all in when I was a kid. And that was when we're introduced to Thor. Um, OK. The Norse gods. Right. Um the creation of Thor in the Marvel universe, they decided to take Norse mythology and create characters from that, which to me almost feels a little bit like a Mm -hmm. (laughs) cop-out to take, to take existing mythology and existing characters and put them in, um, you know, to put them in, but, but it's also kind of genius because you have a whole bunch of stuff to, to draw from at that Mm -hmm. point. Right. Um, because how they did it was interesting to me. What they did was basically, so I guess the idea is that the mythological gods and deities were actually aliens <laughs> um, with immense strength and powers. So the Asgardians. Asgard, Asgard was actually another planet, right? Mm. So Or a realm, okay? So the ancient humans, when they'd see these Asgardians, they called them gods. Right? right. So when they say hey, the God of Thunder, well, he's not really the God of Thunder. He's just essentially an alien who has superpowers or a hammer or whatever it may be that gives him lightning powers. Right. Right. So uh, So it would make a lot of sense because think about that. If you imagine you're an ancient human. You know, we don't have of space shuttles. We don't even know what space is. We don't have the technology. We don't have internet. We don't have any of that. And you see some being crash down from the sky wielding a hammer and lightning's coming out of it. Right? Well, you he says his name is Thor and now He's your Norse god of thunder, right? right. And and whatever. And, and all these other, you know, you've got Baldur, you've got Lady Sif, you've got Odin, you've got Freya, you've got Hella, you've got Loki, you've got all these other, you know, characters that come from Norse mythology that they are able to put in and sort of take it to, uh, this isn't so much a using of or a stealing of material. It's saying, the ancient people were just just believed them to be gods, but they were actually essentially aliens. To me, that's actually kind of genius.
2: I mean, it makes total sense. Yeah,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I well, know they had a lot of variations of Thor too. Like, yeah. the beginning where just a regular guy like us mm-hmm. went hiking up into some mountains, found his hammer, mm-hmm. and he became Thor from that. You know, yep, yep. I like that. I, I like that. There you, go, you know, this regular everyday guy,
0: yep. And then there was uh, a, there was Donald Blake who was like an EMT, mm-hmm. so and he could like call upon the power of Thor, and um, you know, he could kind of switch back and forth between human and Thor and, mm-hmm. and whatever. Kinda so, like Shazam. yeah, mm-hmm. exactly, mm-hmm. just like Shazam, yeah. Um, which is DC, which is DC, yep. Um,
3: Mm-mm-mm. I love this comic stuff, yeah, yeah. me too. Um, <laughs>
0: and, and let's see so so you you bring when once you bring in the mythological to a comic book world there's so many different stories you can go to and um this is thor who it you know comes from a mythological realm this fantastical huge you know everyone's beautiful everyone's got is strong everyone you know we we're dealing with you know ice giants and fantastic battles and the rainbow bridge Don't and get the, the ladies now yeah Ooh, and and that all sounds that. marvelous Right, <laughs> nice um mm-hmm. it's surrounded by just these larger than life characters and mm-hmm. things and he has to and he gets either you know and depending on what depiction you are he either gets cast out to earth or he um he finds earth and falls in love with earth he he has almost has pity on humans and decides that he needs to be their basically their defender you know and one of the things you know you talk about the MCU and you in you know the first thor movie not the best of the marvel movies but i loved the fact that they put the 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 god thor and they sent him to earth and how different that would be, you know, my favorite parts when he's walking around the town and, and he he drinks the cup of coffee and he's like,
1: I like this beverage.
0: I'll have another. And he smashes the the mug on the ground. <laughs> and they're like, what are you doing? He's like, I, I enjoy this drink. I I'll, I'll have another, right. you know, because that's customary where he's, you know, and they're like, well, just ask for more, dude. Like, you know, or, or when he's like, he walks into the pet shop and he's like, he's like, I need a horse and I need it now. And they're like, we're not that kind of a pet store. And and he's like, <laughs> then a bird large enough to ride, you know, like, <laughs> like it's just, it's so cool seeing someone so out of their own element, you know, but, uh, and having to contend with what's happening around them. I, it's just so compelling and it's such good storytelling. Yeah, it is. Um,
2: what uh, what yeah. movie is that from? What? Where he goes into the pet store. That's the first Thor movie. First yeah, Thor. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now you have to go watch it again.
2: I'm gonna yeah.
3: It's good.
0: Yeah, I really like it. You know, like I said, it's not the best of the the Marvel movies, but to me, some of those earlier ones, like the early uh uh Iron Man or the early in the first Thor and the you know, even the first Captain America, as cheesy as that was, like some of those origin stories were really neat. It was mm-hmm. neat seeing it they followed some of the comics a lot closer even though there was a lot of differences as well. They took a lot of liberties. Anyway, we could go on and on about that. <laughs> um, then Marvel kind of started doing something that, you know, DC had done some of with justice league, but they really started to overlap their titles. Right. Which was huge. So they started to, you know, starting to play with the idea that all of these titles took place in the same universe. Right. And, from time to time, heroes and villains from one title would cross paths with heroes and villains for another, from another. So some of my favorite comics, whether it's Avengers or, you know, where it's full thing or or if it's just a crossover, is when you get two heroes from two beloved stories and all of a sudden they're working together on something. Right. Marvel does that so well. Yeah. You know, you, you'll be reading a, a Daredevil series and all of a sudden- Somebody, something, you know, he's in Hell's Kitchen and some, you know, in uh, uh, Brooklyn or in New York, you'll, see, you know, Spider-Man has to come to Hell's Kitchen. Right. So they team up and, and it's just, you know, these two, these two incredible heroes doing whatever they need to do together for a right. few episodes before they go on. It's just the best, man. Right. And I mean, it I almost get goosebumps thinking about it because I remember going and getting the next issue and being like. You know, they'll they'll do the teasers at the end where you go to that last page and you'll see like yeah, you'll you'll just see a little bit of like Spider Man's web and it'll be like on the next right. issue. It's like,
3: oh man, I,
2: like you gotta, you gotta wait gotta till, till the next issue comes. Yeah. I'm mean, out so, so good. Good. I had my money ready. How, uh I, Did they release the issues on the schedule, or was it just when they got yeah, yeah, pretty much every some,
0: time. Sometimes it's weekly. Sometimes it's monthly. It kind of mm-hmm. just depends on what, you're, yeah. what you read. And back
3: in my time, you had to be the first one there because somebody else was going to get your... Yeah. I, mean, I was there. I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I was there on that rack, <laughs> mm-hmm. rolling my finger around, flipping that rack around. Trying to read got it. it. Trying,
0: to, trying to read it in the store so you don't right. have to pay for it. Yeah.
3: Well, I, yeah, you know, I pay for all, you know. Yeah. Especially, <laughs> especially it was, uh, what was it, uh Daredevil was a good one. I love Daredevil. Daredevil was a good one. Uh, uh, let me see. I'm trying to think of. It. I, I I I had a lot of them on DC and them. Yeah. But my favorite one, like I used to like, I like all of them, but it was uh, Black Bolt.
0: Black Bolt, yeah. In the Inhumans. And the Inhumans. I like that one mm-hmm. because King I can could identify. Bolt. Yeah. Hold on. Stop for a second. How What's the, the f- hell do you identify with Black Bolt?
3: Well, okay now. It ain't the black there you guys. No, I know that. Because
0: here's the thing, Matt, have you ever heard of Black Bolt? He's a little no. I'm sorry. He's no. a little bit oh, more of good Does he's, a, he's, you come he's a little more now? of an obscure character, like not quite as well known as some of the, okay. the you know, the Spider Man's, Iron Man's, things like that. Right. So Black Bolt has a voice that can destroy worlds. Really? Okay. Yep. Just his a, voice. A single whisper can it, emits a charge that will that can like like Level mountains.
2: How do you relate like, to that?
0: Exactly my point. <laughs>
2: yeah. and,
3: and these guys, I tell he's you, he's
0: a silent superhero. <laughs> a silent superhero. <laughs> That's not the
2: you. The
3: thing that the thing that uh that is not just Black Bolt. It's this whole it's whole crew. And In the Inhumans. It's the too. name of the Inhumans. I mean, it's like when you grow up, like where I grew up. Sometimes you don't consider yourself as being part of the, the human race. So I sure. kind of like this said, the Inhumans. I could get with that. You know? Sure. So the I I was.
0: And, and that was a big that was a big reason for the creation of the X Men of mm. mutant kind, right? Because that that was Marvel's way, and Stan Lee was a big part of of that. Um, was how do we deal with when people feel like outcasts? You know, so they created this mutation. You can't help it. You you're born with it, mm-hmm. right? They didn't give it a a race. They didn't give it a gender, or anything like that. They just, it's a, it's a made up mutation, right? Mm. So they weren't singling out like any of that, but they were saying there's this fictitious race of essentially humans, but they're mutants. They're called, they call them mutants and all the things that you would have to go through, you know, humanity shunning you. And how do you deal with that? You know? And, and at the same time, you've been given these, Sometimes, you know, and, and the cool thing about the mutants was, um, is that not all the powers are super glamorous, right? You know, that that's where sometimes you, you know, you got the Hulk where that's not a real glamorous power, but at the same time, you also have insane amounts of strength. You know, there are certain mutants that have kind of disgusting powers, you know, they have kind of, you know, things that you're going, I wouldn't want that ever, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so the, the what what you're talking about with the Inhumans, Inhumans were outcasts that lived actually on the moon, on right. the dark side of the moon and um I'm glad you remember
3: all this cuz this, this coming back to me it's yeah. been a while. <laughs> yeah.
2: Clearly Jeff was a reader growing <laughs> up. <laughs> I, I, I'm, it's I'm very good clear. You, you say it. I like,
3: oh yeah. yeah, that's right, they were. And yeah, they and Black, got kicked off and, Black
0: Bolt was the was the king of the Inhumans mm-hmm. and, um but again, like you're a king who has to um to rule without saying a word that, that's a, that's an else. interesting dichotomy mm-hmm, right or an uh-huh. in, interesting interesting um thing right yep. like you you can't even grunt
2: i or, couldn't even right yeah that's a that's yeah, a hell that's of tough. a that's a hell of a superpower right
0: mm-hmm. well and then uh the the if any of this is super boring we can cut it out but um no the cool. you know the Different thing about the Inhumans too, is they're not born with their superpowers. They are, they they have, I, I don't remember if it's a create, you know, someone might listen to this and be like, you idiot, it's a fan but whatever, fuck you. We hope mm. you do. Yeah. Um, they have this thing called the Terrigen Mists, where at mm. a certain age, they submit all of the Inhumans who live on the moon and whatever, to the Terrigen Mists. And sometimes you get a superpower sometimes you get something that's kind of awful and sometimes you don't get anything right and and so the 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 race of inhumans there's a lot of people who are just you know kind of worker class you know and they didn't get powers when they got uh introduced to the terigen mist right. they like breathe in and stand in this mist and if they get a power then then they become kind of an upper class you know protector mm-hmm. or whatever it may be and if you don't then you usually become like the workers, the worker. Yeah. Yeah. So again, like you said, James, it's, it's an interesting way to be on the outside of normal society, quote unquote, on Mm -hmm. the moon. People don't really know you're there, but you come and you interact with earth sometimes, depending on what's happening. Um, they also, that was where Medusa was from, which was one of the first, um, uh, what Medusa, the, the, the hero, not Medusa from, uh, the like cool. Greek mythology. Yeah. Um, she had, Medusa had this long red hair and she mm-hmm. could use it to like reach out and win and grab, and you, grab it, you and yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. But okay. anyway.
3: Wasn't that his wife?
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It was Black Bolt's wife. Black yeah. Bolt wife.
3: Yep. They had some babe wives too.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, there were, like you said, there wasn't there wasn't a bad looking one. There in was another bad looking one there. <laughs> um, okay. A little bit about the, the documentary that we watched (laughs) something, something that I found interesting was when Stan and some of the others were around this like round table thing, (laughs) talking to some of the heads of DC, right. Mm -hmm. And talking about what sorts of stories should be put into comics. And they show Stan Lee almost laughing at this guy (laughs) because the guy from DC says, you know, you don't want you don't want to put anything relevant in your stories. you know people read comic books to, for larger than life. They want to see heroes. they want to see you know gods essentially. you know And I think there is some truth to that
2: right because
0: mm-hmm. obviously DC didn't do bad for themselves right you know they ha- they were on to something they you know there is something really cool about something terrible has happened here he comes Superman, you he know, and day, yeah, yeah he, he's faster <laughs> than a speeding bullet He And he's perfect. You know, he, he's able to, when he shows up, you know, that things are okay. Mm-hmm. There's something comforting about that. There's something, you know, cool to think like, I want to be like Superman, the moral compass, my heart yeah. is always where it needs to be. And I can overcome anything and even my weaknesses, you know, being, One green rock, Mm -hmm. it you know,
2: it's so funny, right? I would like to be out of this
3: world, right? That's you know, so
0: so there is something to be said about that, but I would argue, and and Stanley, at that, you know, he sort of laughs at the guys, almost have to say, you clearly have no idea what people want to read, right? Because what's more important, and I would agree with this, is seeing myself in these characters. I can never be Superman, Mm -hmm. but maybe I could be Daredevil. Mm. Maybe I could be Spider-Man. Right. Maybe, you know, you look at characters, even anti-heroes like Ghost Rider or the Punisher or something like that. And you're going, well, the Punisher lost his family in a horrible, you know, uh, uh, murder. Well, he decides anyone who has anything to do with this criminal underworld deserves to die.
3: Right. That's my man too.
0: And 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 I don't care about being heroic. I want to punish. Mm-hmm. Well, talk about talk about anybody who's ever felt grief, who's ever felt loss, and wanted to go, I just want to go pull the trigger. Right? That's a scary thought. That is a scary thought. But he also has morals in some some, you know, he does have to put himself in check sometimes. And then you get things like the Daredevil and Punisher mix up where Daredevil is very altruistic. Very, you know, he's no nonsense, he'll kick your ass, but he's not gonna kill you. Not on purpose, anyway. Yeah. And and the punisher's like, you're fucking wasting your time. Right. These scumbags deserve to die. There's drama, there's storyline, yeah, there, there's there's interesting uh character arcs, there's interesting uh uh battles and things like right. that. You know, it's incredible. I mean, you it there is so much uh
2: Human element yes, yes,
0: and when you pepper in a little bit of the fantasy with it
2: mm-hmm. you know,
0: but especially when you get into some of those more city type characters where like the Punisher and Daredevil and and whatnot you're you're going into Punisher doesn't have any superpowers, Mm-mm. but he's a military mastermind basically you know he's he's a weapons expert he's he's special ops, you know so he is a killing machine right Daredevil. He has powers, but they're not his fighting ability. He, he's just a skilled acrobat, one of the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, they even put him up against Spider-Man in a lot of his acrobatics. You know, I mean, obviously he has well, not maybe it's not obvious, but he has his you know his enhanced hearing, which uh, and rest of his senses, which help him to basically see, even though he is a disabled person, he's blind. Mm-hmm. Huh. So um, you're not familiar with Daredevil.
2: I am, but it's been a minute. Okay, yeah. So I, that, I, I honestly I don't watch much many shows like this very often. So. These are your comic books, my friend. Well, I know, yeah. I know, I know the world of comic books, but like so, yeah. like so, like the big ones: Spider Man, Superman. You know, all the huge ones: sure. so Hulk. You know, X Men. So you're listening to you're
0: listening to this going. Uh, this is in,
2: this, this is interesting is, to you. Okay, this is interesting. Yeah, no, I'm totally into it. I just never took the time to. Yeah. Inv- it
0: surprises me, man. For some reason, I would take you as someone who would have geeked out about this sort of <laughs> stuff.
2: <laughs> I was a geek, but about a lot of other things. Fair enough. I, uh, Fair enough. Like I said, like like growing up, you know, I was right right in between generations of computerization mm-hmm. and, and electronics, as opposed to you know a lot of people older than me. You know, they they read comic books because sure. that was the entertainment that was available. Yeah. And so that what was, are you trying to say? I'm trying to. You're only a couple years older than me, but I I believe you're well seasoned.
0: Yeah,
3: well, I appreciate that. I'm a couple yeah. years older too.
2: Yeah,
0: um, mm. you know, they, there was a couple times in this, you know, when I was making my notes that I I went back to our Mister Rogers thing because here's another thing that Mister Rogers talked about in. His, when when things happen in the world. So we talked about relevancy, right? Yeah. You don't want to put anything relevant in your comic books. Well, yes you do, mm-hmm. first of all. And and second of all, Mr. Rogers, he would when something would happen in the world, he would immediately get on TV and and address, address it, it yeah. with right. puppets or whatever it may be, right? Yeah. Well, in a lot of times the Marvel comics would sort of do the same thing. We were going through a, a very racist time in our history, right? Mm-hmm. And then we're introduced to Black Panther, right? you so he's not just shown in the way that many black characters are. They don't just take a black guy and put him next, you know, they, not to give them all the credit. Cause they did do that. Sometimes they did like, like the Falcon, right. He was kind of, he ended up kind of being, uh, um, Captain America's sort of right-hand man. He was kind right. of a supporting character. Eventually he gets his arc. He becomes Captain America and, oh yeah, uh, yeah you that. know, but, um, they the the first black hero was uh you know Black Power Panther Man. Power Man Well uh, Black Panther came first though
3: <laughs> What do you say audience <laughs> <laughs> Um so
0: yeah Power Man Luke Cage yep Um so the uh but but the cool thing that, about that is they didn't just like I said they didn't just make a supporting character they made the character the king of Wakanda right the the somebody who was known to be a they, they even said it in the documentary his intelligence rivaled that of Reed Richards he wasn't just some you know stupid you know uh whatever that that a lot of people you know in, in a lot of the old history they you'd show a black person and they look dumb they look like they're you know they're they're stumbling around (laughs) you know but he's going we've got technology in wakanda that will blow yours out of the water Mm -hmm. because our people are this smart and i am and he is one of the smartest people you know and it's like that to me was like mr rogers bringing uh officer whatever and and washing feet with him and going Mm -hmm. and going right they're just people (laughs) you know and 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 at the at the time that uh, so many people couldn't couldn't do, that. but imagine. I mean, James. If people aren't watching, James is a black guy. You know that? Really? Did you uh, know that, James? Well, kind no of, way. Kind of, you know, you know but you know, if you're if brown you're reading guy, if dark, you're reading, you
3: read know, chocolate, if, chocolate brown, chocolate dark brown, <laughs> <Yes>. that, <laughs> mo, that, mocha, that mocha, 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 that mocha coffee mocha. color. <laughs> yeah, um, they need to make a cat They to make a hero out like of that. You know. Yeah. The mocha man. The mocha man.
0: But then the. Uh, you know, if you're reading those, if you're if you're a kid, right, and you pick up comics and you see one with someone that looks a lot like you on the cover, mm. you can relate. That means something, yeah, it's man. Marketing, That's, uh, a about, marketing.
2: You're swaying so your crowd.
0: A, it, well, it is marketing, but it also is important. Right. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it, it's not just to me. You could argue, I think, that you kind of pander to your audience, mm-hmm. right? right? You want a bigger audience, so you say. Well then I want a hero that's black, white, female, disabled, all the things right. because mm-hmm. I want everybody. But but that's also inclusion.
2: Yeah. Like, it's not but, just it's not just
0: good marketing, and it's inclusion. And they talked it's about important. that too because
2: you know, he identified that 10% of his audience was female. Right. And so th- mm. that that spurred him to
0: create You need, you need Marvel. Captain Marvel. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, James. Sorry, you've been trying to talk. Oh, yeah, I just I'm keep... always trying to talk, you know. Whole black <laughs> bolt over there. Was, Yeah, yeah <laughs> black boat. Keep it quiet. Better
3: <laughs> not do nothing. Blow somebody away. Uh, <laughs> you know? I was just saying, uh, when you said that um uh how people can relate to the characters. Yep. They had Stan Lee sitting there, he was talking to a bunch of kids, and they was talking about like the evil, that was it, the big evil one that got most of it, most of the uh audience stuff, he's like, it really doesn't what it is, it doesn't matter if you're handsome, ugly, yeah. yep. strong, or weak. It's the it is the character of a mm-hmm. person that you can relate right. to. Yep. Or that you so much that you can care about that you care about them yep. or you can empathize with. Right. And that is the main thing of Stan Lee's whole right. thing. Empathy. Empathy. Yeah. You, know? you
0: you you want to empathize with the characters and you want a character who's empathetic to what's happening mm-hmm. around them. Yeah, even you the know? bad guy, you know. Even the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Yep, yeah, exactly. You when you can see why a person is doing what they're doing. You know, there is something interesting about a a villain that just wants to watch the world burn. You know, they talk mm-hmm. about the Joker. Obviously that's DC as well, but you know, just being a, a maniacal lunatic, mm-hmm. right? But and that's can be fun sometimes, but that can't be all the villains, <laughs> right? No. You know, you need a villain that was strugg- struggled, right? You know, that that was given a rough go, and decide, and maybe came across this and this power or this this energy or this this uh, technology or whatever it may be, and mm-hmm. and you go, I'm going to take what's mine rather than whatever, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and can you really blame them? No a, a lot of times.
3: No, I feel for them because I I remember sometimes reading some of them and, they, and the villain was was damaged so much mentally. Mm-hmm. And then when you start to turn, you can see someone they start to turn towards the good. Yeah, and you be rooting for them. Just come on, man! Just make that step right over the line. Just do it. Just yep. do it. And then as soon as they get ready to do it, somebody knocks them down. and They go right back to the villain side. I like,
0: do <laughs> dog it. And you can take your time to to think about this if you need to. We can have Matt cut some of the the thinking out. But I'm I'm curious if if there's a um, if there's a villain that you relate to more than others that, that you can think of? Is there a villain that you think of that you go, I, I am, I see why they're quote unquote bad. I see what they're doing and I, I don't necessarily think they're totally wrong or I don't, you know, there's the, there's the common thing where people go, Thanos was right. Right. You know, if you, if you watch the MCU Mm. where you go, you know, we could stand to to lose 50% of the population and, and thin things out, you know, randomly without bias, without whatever, you know, so, you know, that obviously you can't use that one now, but, Damn it. um,
2: <laughs> so I was starting to relate to that. Yeah, I know. Any, <laughs> anything
0: you can think of?
2: Oh, well, <laughs> I could,
3: I could think of a couple of here. Lex Luthor. Let's talk about Marvel. Oh, we're going to talk about Marvel. Okay. Mm. Lex Luther. See. Lex Luther was just a,
2: a, a was just a bad guy. He, he yeah. wasn't even. He
3: wasn't nothing super okay, about him. Okay, Council. How about Two Face? Can we stay in Marvel, please? <laughs> oh, God. Okay, let me see. Who can I relate to a <sighs> oh, Marvel? Let me see here. It's all right if not. But... Loki, Loki, Loki. Can I-, I can go with him. Okay. I can relate with him what do you relate to I relate to him that he was not a bad guy at all right and he just became a bad guy through circumstances yeah and I could really I could see a lot of people in my neighborhood that were just good people he was the young yo-
0: the younger forgotten brother right you know they, where his older brother shine outshined him and mm-hmm. he often felt jealous and yep. he was you know he was technically a stepkid you know to to Odin and uh and you know, depending on what, what, of course, which, um, uh, which storyline you're reading right. or if you're watching the movies and the shows or whatever, but it, it's, it's a lot of kind of misunderstood, you know, you know, angst that, you know, you're just being meant, you're compared to Thor, you mm-hmm. know, <laughs> like, well, you're not Thor. And yeah. I can see how that could piss you off, you know, but you are just as, as, uh, as useful and as powerful right. and as, you know, and and unfortunately Loki kind of went the way of a, a villain, but.
2: Yep. I guess I didn't realize, but Magneto. Yep. Magneto. Magneto's, he, Magneto's uh, that. I didn't realize that he was uh, a villain. Yeah. Uh, uh, Magneto much. was actually the one I was going to say. Son yeah. of a gun. No, no you're, good. Good. You're, good. you're good. You're good. Magneto
0: is probably in my mind, one of the most, uh, compelling villains right and, mm-hmm. and because, not
2: super far-fetched either i mean like and in, in, when you look at all the superpowers out there like some of them are kind of crazy and out there yeah but like to be able to you know, magnetism magnetism yeah. and 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 levitation and right. stuff like that yeah you know, that's seems... well,
3: he could not levitate
0: well he could he yeah could, he could create his, his, his he could make himself levitate through magnetic field. yeah yeah,
3: yeah. Okay, now let me set the story straight here. You guys. Let's hear it. <laughs> All right. Now, Magneto could not levitate until he had metal around him. Okay. But later in time, they learned that if you have like a type of metal in your blood, mm-hmm. he was able to manipulate that, and then that was a whole different story.
0: Right. Magnetic magnetic field yeah. and whatnot. And if he's wearing, you know, mm-hmm. metal in his uniform, he can. He can float himself, and anyway, that's why
3: Wolverine didn't have no chance against yeah, him. Yeah, it's the stupidest
0: thing ever. Why Wolverine? Ever I know. Go on? Um, yeah, like oh, okay. Well, I just I got your your bones, but anyway, I I agree with you that Magneto, because his, but it, less about his powers and more about what he stood for. He. You know, you've got Professor X, <clears throat> Professor Charles Xavier, who is the leader of the X Men, the good guys, the quote unquote good guys in the mutant world, right? Okay. So you've got uh, who who believe that despite how much hatred is spewed at us from humans, the human race, we it is our responsibility to find ways to work with them to prove to them that we are not a threat, mm-hmm. that we are here to help. A society to you know that sort of thing, and to to help protect if we needed, and and they do that a lot of what the X Men do is protecting humans from other mutants. Yeah, right. Well, on the so so sure you can see that, and that does make the the X Men technically the good guys. But think about that in this world. Think about if we had a group of uh a, a, of a of genetic you know whatever, mm-hmm. and and half of the, and and some of our humans were spreading hatred you know Mm -hmm. the nazis for example well think about if there was a group of jewish or people or or let's just say jews that were super jews yeah that were standing up against other jews who were fighting the nazis
3: Mm -hmm. that doesn't feel right no no just think about uh when he said that i was thinking about Martin Luther king sure uh he's you know, he stood up and say, "Hey, we're not all villains just because we're this." You know, right? We can stand up and help the country. Mm-hmm. We can stand up and help each other, and we're not the for yeah. those, He was he was not like a Panther fan, and like the Black Panther, and no, though Black probably, Panther was not too. That's probably well, a better.
0: Bad. That's probably a better um, uh, analogy than the Nazi thing because of how awful the Nazis were. <laughs> but right. but you know. Malcolm X versus Martin Luther King, or, mm-hmm. or Black Panthers and Martin Luther, because you've got um, somebody who's very intelligent mm-hmm. saying we can work together and make this work, and somebody else who's also very intelligent saying, "No, you des- we deserve for you to yeah. be both are right. <laughs>
3: like one was both are right. A one bit more peaceful.
0: One is more willing to be violent. Be." Uh, aggressive be uh discontent where mm-hmm. the other is is less willing to do that and wants to find way talk about like relevant storytelling mm-hmm. right so you talk about magneto magneto's the black panthers you know mm-hmm. party in in this scenario he's right. going he's going no 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 we are not less than you in a lot of ways we're more than you mm-hmm. which you know met his Homo superior, which he called in the mutant kind, as Homo superior instead of Homo sapien. Was was more along the lines of uh, like like a, a, a like a superior race, which like I can't, Hitler can't really see, you know, that side of things. But he's going no, not not only that, but you, but we, you don't get a choice to treat mm-hmm. us terribly. We are we are here. We're here. We didn't choose this. We are people who are deserving of everything that you're deserving of. Well, you know, I hate to say this. I fall more in line in, in line with someone like Magneto than I probably ever would in the Charles Xavier camp. You know, right. as a kid, I'm, I'm a fan of the X-Men. You know, I love the X-Men. I love, you know, that and I love peaceful resolutions to things, but I'm also not willing, you know, the sort sort of the, the things that, that came out of, Um, if, if we were in the Marvel universe, the Marvel universe, and I have a, a mutation and a superpower and it's a combat style superpower. Right. And, and I'm in the X-Men, let's say Jeff is now an Mm X-Men. Right. And Trask creates the, the mutant hunting sentinels. Mm. It's over. I'm with I'm with Magneto and the Brotherhood now because you went from not just hatred, not just spewing hate, not just, you know, being discriminatory or being racist or anything like that. Now you're killing us because of our our genetic difference. Right. Well, guess what? Now I'm on the other team. <laughs> you know, so I don't know. It's just it's just but, but those are the things that you know, I've I've always loved to think about when it comes to these worlds and i think that's what makes them so beautiful i think that's what stan lee and jack kirby and all of them what they created Mm. is so beautiful because Mm -hmm. they're so complex stories and i don't think a lot of people realize it a lot of people when they think about comic books they think about the old superman comics where it was bad guy wants to be bad for bad destroys city good guy stop doing that i'm good for being good (laughs) Punch, he's in jail. All is good. Things are great. You know, that, that's cheesy, you know. That is cheesy. And and not to say that as a kid I didn't like that sort of stuff from time to time, but it's more complex than that. Yeah. You're talking yeah. about real issues, real human issues. And you the, the difference is you just add in some uh fantasy.
2: Yeah. Well mm-hmm. who
0: who's not guilty of liking Some fantastical stuff in
3: their Mm -hmm. entertainment. Anytime
2: you you can take something normal and make it extraordinary, but still keep the the normal in there. Right.
3: Kind of like me. Exactly. I was normal, now I'm extraordinary. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Yep. Um,
0: (laughs) So anyway, let's see. Oh, okay. You know. We got uh some controversy. They touched on it a little bit. Um, I think they glossed over some of the controversy with between Stan Lee and you know the other guys. Um and the biggest thing is that from from what I know, the biggest thing is that Stan Lee uh had a tendency to claim and to really believe that he was the sole creator of of a lot of things mm. that were actually more of a a group. Creation, um, and he touted it loudly and often. He was the person who wanted to go out and talk about Marvel comics, and he loved to say, "I created Spider-Man, I created the Incredible Hulk, I created Iron Man." I, you know, and well, he wasn't too far from the truth, though. wasn't, wasn't he? too far from the truth. No,
2: so the, but he that, wasn't by himself, right? Well, the and artist that, just made it up.
0: <laughs> so that that's that's the whole argument. Yeah. That's yeah. the whole. Controversy. There's is, two elements is to who, it. Who who creates how, how is a character created? Because who is the creator of the character? The person who thinks it up or the person who 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 brings it to life? Right? Yeah. So I'm of a mind that it's a joint effort, but you know, if if you don't have the idea, you don't have anything. However, if you don't have the drawing and then the actual Comic. I mean, mm-hmm. part of what made these so good was the first issues. The first issue of Spider-Man, mm. you know, was would have been nothing if it was just the thought of a guy right. who had spider powers. You know, it took the creation of the costume and mm. the and the you know all of that to that's to make great. it what it yeah. is. So that's correct. Being that's what, just as important. So the fact for anyone to say, I mean, it. So Stanley loved to go out and give credit to Jack Kirby and Steve Ditko and say, you know, these guys were very talented and very, you know, like whatever, but, but it was always like, like their talent, it was my idea, my creation that they brought to life, which isn't necessarily untrue. Mm. Um, but when you say who created Spider-Man.
2: I mean, really.
0: I don't think there's the right answer to that. There really isn't. It's a group effort. You know? I yep.
3: still stand on Stanley.
2: What made it big? Really? What made it big took both of them. Yeah, because that's what the comic was about. You needed to be able to visualize the words mm-hmm. that they were that Stanley was creating. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yep. I mean, if you you could argue the same point, like would it be? I mean, you can't have one without the other. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, for it to get as big as it did, I mean, because what if you had a picture and no words to right. tell your story? But, I mean, you got Stan words.
3: Go ahead, James. Right. Well, I think Stan Lee, the whole thing, I'm just sitting here and I see a spider on the wall. I mean, I see that fly on the wall. What if a man, a spider, what mm-hmm. if a man could just do that? Right. And he thinks of it. And it's his design, his thoughts. You know, he could patent
0: it. wasn't it. his design. It was his it was idea. His, thoughts, mm-hmm. his
3: idea. But he took it to one guy, and that guy couldn't do it like he wanted to do, so he took it to the other guy. So it was, he knew what he was. And the reason why I say that, he also was like the editor and stuff like that. Yeah. So, you know, it was, he was a creator. Yeah. And it wasn't for and, him to that in there.
0: I definitely tend you know. to to agree with that. And, and, you know, you had mentioned, like, uh, a, a what is a character that you know you you look at something like harry potter for example mm. it was a book before it was a, a you know movie and and was harry potter not harry potter until the movies came out well it very right. much was oh yeah right you okay. know and and that it was an image that was in your head now obviously mm-hmm. context is a little different because in a novel type book you you have the ability to give descriptors on what People look like what Mm. a character sounds like, what you know, that Mm. sort of thing. Whereas in a comic book, it's very reliant on the illustrations, Mm -hmm. which you know that's part of the joy of comic books, and it is very much a joint effort in the creation of these characters. But I tend to agree more, I think, with James, where was Jack Kirby, was Steve Ditko, you know, just as important? Yes, because they made it the iconic thing that it is. But who is the creator of? was the person who had the idea. And like you said, was, was picky about who drew it and then, and Mm -hmm. and wanting to have a certain look for it. You know, that'd be like me having an idea for a song and going and finding somebody to play the guitar on my song and Mm -hmm. finding someone to record my song and finding, you know, a drummer to fill in for my song. And then saying that song was created by these guys that i chose mm-hmm. right no it wasn't right this is my song yeah right this it was just they were they were participating in creating my song mm-hmm. do i love them for what they brought to my song absolutely mm-hmm. my song wouldn't be as good if i didn't have that guy playing guitar Perfect, my as song a- wouldn't be as good if that person wasn't recording it but it is still my song right. my, my Perfect, photograph
2: is- wouldn't turn out as good if the developer I was developing my photograph, sucked,
0: yeah, sucked. yeah.
2: exactly.
3: Perfect yeah. example of that is uh, Dolly Parton and Whitney Houston. Mm. Dolly Parton sang that song, Whitney Houston brought it to life, and that song became even more famous, right? And Dolly Parton was like, I was glad I let her sing that song, right? It was nothing, you know, right? And you know, both, yeah, them, you know. And,
0: and I think, I think everyone involved in these could do with a little bit more humility. I mean, I, I don't right. I don't think that Stanley was probably right in uh in how he touted it, but it is what it is, you know. Um he should be proud of that. Yeah. But so toward the end and we've probably gone way over, I don't give a shit, honestly, but <laughs> um it's the 50th episode, guys. It is right. the 50th episode. Um after all the decades of pushing out new characters, challenging the status quo, and the, the thing that's crazy too is most of those characters are all... Oh, can I rewind just a little bit? Oops. Um, one of the things that actually bothers me a little bit about what Stanley was saying with regard to who created what is Stanley um, claims Thor um, as as the Marvel Universe knows him. Obviously, he doesn't claim to have created the mythology behind Thor, yeah. but um, as the Marvel Universe knows it. But... Jack Kirby had been drawing Thor and bringing exactly. Thor into things before that. So I'm a little bit like eh, maybe you should maybe pick and choose which ones right. you, you take credit for. but anyway, so um anyway, let's go forward.
3: um I did have a wild moment in this. Go ahead. my wild moment was. Now check this out. I like I wow. I like, I like wow. <laughs> this dude My was tongue. the editor, and he was the story writer. At and he like paid, sixteen or seventeen years, right, years old, too. That age. And then when he got to a point to, oh, uh, if I need a new car, I just write a, I just write a story and pay myself for it.
0: Right. I, I love like it.
3: Uh, man. Can you just do your own work and pay yourself for what you want? I write yeah. three stories. I could get the rent done. I mean, wow! Right, I Hello, like wow. I like that. Uh, if I could just make up something to get paid myself for it, be nice, yeah, wouldn't it? It would be nice. Yep, America. Um,
0: I I was struck. I'm I'm struck by you know the fact that we we almost are in a, a world where in, in Marvel comics and in a, in a lot of comics you don't get a lot of new characters Mm. like you get some you 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 do get some but um the 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 tried and true large group of characters have been there for a very very long time right you know we're telling we're telling and retelling different variations of stories for
3: decades
2: and that's got to be what it is like how many times can you give somebody the same power as somebody else without being right you know monotonous or whatever whatever the word is yeah
0: and and all and repetitive Repetitive and and like Um, you know, we get new, you know, they, for example, you know, Kamala Khan, uh, Ms. Marvel, you know, she's a newer character. Mm -hmm. They, they found, you know, I believe she's Pakistani and they give her this interesting power and they integrate her into things and she's kind of a fangirl of, of what, you know, and that's, that's a really cool thing. You, you know, you, you find new ways to integrate new characters, but they integrate them with this larger, group of that have been here since the twenties, thirties, mm. you That's know, crazy. like you're still writing new captain America co- comics right. and they're still decent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're still telling right. good stories. You know, it, to me, it's just insane. But anyway, so uh, Stanley, after all the decades of of doing this and watching these things grow, um, proving that this isn't only for kids, you know, you're writing them at a college, uh, uh, level, you know, as far as the the vocabulary and things. Um, and something like the Marvel Cinematic Universe comes into into play, the MCU, right? The powerhouse behind why these characters are so huge now. you know they I was a bit a fan of all of these Avengers and whatnot before the movies came out. But now you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who doesn't know who Captain America or Iron Man or the Hulk or Hawkeye or Black Widow is. You don't
2: have to be a big comic book reader to know who those are. You don't even
0: have to be a fan of the movies to know who they are. Right. Mm -hmm. It's so big. Mm -hmm. You just have to be alive in in the world right now, and you're probably going to have an idea of who Mm -hmm. these characters are. Mm -hmm. Well, you'd be hard-pressed. Well, for bad or good, these stories are huge, you know? So- and that has a lot to do with Stan Lee. Stan got cameos in all of those movies until his death. Um, and it was always fun to see his cameos as they were going. It, it Can you imagine what it must have been like for Stan Lee to when you're getting into your 80s and 90s? I don't remember how old he got to be. But when you're becoming an old man and you're standing here on the set watching a character that you created. Mm-hmm. In your little apartment, in your little lab, or whatever you're, you know, and you're watching millions of dollars go into a production, and they're asking you what you think. They're, they're applauding you. Can you imagine
2: mm. the pride you must take? I mean, yeah, I, I, and that's one of them pure things too. Because the, the, you know, the art of creating comics and, 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 mm-hmm. and creating stuff like that is so pure and, yeah. and, and, and yeah. Feels mm-hmm. like
0: it. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I think about that and I go, man, I hope, I hope he was proud and I think he mm-hmm. was, oh, I'm sure you know? and, um, and honored, you know, mm-hmm. like in, in any of the people involved in creating these, it would be so, I mean, it, it almost feels like when you watch your, your child go, grow up to be successful and, right. and you know you're it's a different type of feeling i think but probably in the same vein where something that i created is loved by so many mm. and you know that to me is pretty pretty great mm. right
3: i get a shout out to his wife yeah Stuck you know, sticking her, with him sticking yeah. with um good friends i like i like the way they said uh what makes, a, what makes a good uh a good marriage Best friends. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love
0: yeah, that, their know. their their uh, intro story was kind of fun. you know, mm-hmm. he, he was going to meet some other girl, and oh yeah, and uh, <laughs> he ran into her and was like, "I think I may have just fell in love with you." Yeah. And then they they stayed together forever. forever. But, I they, like that story. Yeah, that that's a you know, in fact, that's a the story that, in and of itself. You
3: see, the one that pushed them into. Into the comics, you know. Mm-hmm. I want you to do your own thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're gonna quit anyway, so why would I just jump into it? You know, right. Stanley said, "Just hey, you go out something. You're gonna try something. Be your best out of try it. Mm-hmm. At least try it, because you know, uh, was it um, regrets last longer than anything? Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna always think back what I should have done, what I shouldn't have done. If yep. I should have did it, you know, go out and try it. Yep. You know, you're gonna fail. Fails, fears make the, make heroes. Yep, you know."
0: Matt, yeah. how did you feel when credits roll, man?
3: Yeah,
2: mate. I mean, I was I was pretty surprised because obviously I didn't grow up reading comic books, so you know some Same of this. Obviously, is, obviously <laughs> I didn't because <laughs> I I haven't talked like I knew anything about it. <laughs> it's, it's all good. Um, so you know, the credits roll. I, I I learned a lot of new things about Stanley mm-hmm. and his backstory, and you know, and how he came about his fame, and and mm-hmm. and you know, so it. it it was good. It was. It was. It was. It was neat to learn those things about yep. such a, a a massive legend in 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 sure. that storytelling. Yep. James, how about you, man? Credits roll. Credits roll. I want to see more. Okay. I actually,
3: if they wanted this the clips of the comic books uh-huh. as in live action, yeah, I would have loved that part too. You know. Yeah, I went through the whole thing. I just like it. And go ahead, go on yeah. I went and got the old comic books before I even, after i watching it,
0: mm-hmm. got
3: my comic books out, start looking at them. I got the first edition of The Human Fly. I got I'm the, not
0: familiar with yeah, that.
3: The Human Fly, nobody knows too much about it. He wore a cape, <laughs> anything. I got Ow. the first edition of that. Interesting. I got the new change of uh, Aquaman when he switched his uniform from, yeah. from the green... An orange. Or an orange to like uh, camouflage to yeah. go with the ocean. I got that. I like, wow. I, like I think wow. about my sister. Uh, I know, you know, something else. Yeah.
0: I mean, you know, my dad had some first, this is the story he's told me. He had some first runs of like Daredevil and Fantastic Four, oh, some wow. really good old ones. He went and joined the military and his mom gave him to the special needs kid down the street. Son of
2: a gun.
0: was money. If
3: you could find the comic from. Uh, timely magazine you know how much that would. i mean it's big money in there good it's good big condition, money in yeah
0: yeah uh you know credits roll for me you know i love comics of course mm-hmm. so um it did seem for me that like this was very much something made for a matt as opposed to made for a jeff um because it was very surface level it was a scratch the back of stan lee's image mm-hmm. it was a um i i, I didn't it was something fun for people to watch on Disney plus Plus, right. and I, I did enjoy it. Um, but I didn't walk away saying, you know, wow, I really learned something new. There was a couple right. of interesting things, but you know, that's because I'm a, I'm a nerd for this stuff. So right. I'm not, you know, these are stories that I'm very familiar with mm-hmm. and all that, you know, I want the deep dive into character, lesser known characters and things like that, but you know, I'm a fan. So I thought it was good. Um, should we rate the thing? So well, I got a question first. Let's let's ask it.
3: Okay, who out of the Marvel? We gonna I'm just going to throw DC in with it. You okay. can do anything you guys want to do. Uh, okay, uh, I it, know where this is going. <laughs> who is your favorite villain and favorite hero? Okay, and if you was going to pick one, which one would you be?
0: Matt, do you want to go first? Mm-mm okay so james i have to I have to ask <laughs> i hmm so we'll go with favorites first, okay. not which one would I be okay, um, favorites are hard for me to choose because I have so many favorites for so many different reasons um yeah.
3: I can name some off what you want me to. No, no, I got them.
0: <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll go with the the. This is not an all inclusive answer, and I may be, I may, you know, in next minute or two, change my mind. But I've always been a big fan of of Ghost Rider i i like the the idea i mean obviously he's a cool he's a cool image the skull and the flames and the Mm -hmm. motorcycle and all that um and and kind of almost selling your soul to uh to save the ones you loved and then being tied to it you know it's a very it's a it's an interesting concept Mm -hmm. um i i'm a big fan of you know i grew up loving thor thor was was great um I tend to, to lean more toward the, 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 the more subtle characters. So, you know, you look at like a Luke cage, for example, Mm. power, man, you know, if you're, you don't look any different, you don't, you know, but, but you have unbreakable skin to me. That's a, that's a, a superpower that is, um, what do you call it? It's practical. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You Mm. don't have you know, laser beams coming out of your eyes. You don't have, you know, so, so to me, those are more compelling. I love the daredevils. I love the, um, the fantastic four, you know, but, um, villains, you know, Dr. Doom has always been one of my favorites. Um, I love his, you know, just altruistic sort of, you know, I am doom and doom is all that matters and you shall not, you know, that, that's, that's, it's a very conceited egotistical person, but, um, I also, you know, but but Magneto, I mean, Magneto is, is probably my all-time favorite. Um, and then which power would I have? I, I don't think we have enough time to really get into that because, um, if I were to, to just choose right now, I would probably do the unbreakable thing. I'd be unbreakable, but I don't want to say who I would be because you looped DC in there and anyone who doesn't choose Superman's an idiot.
2: Right. <laughs> and that's
0: I, that's kind of what I was and, going for. Cause uh,
2: that's what I grew up with. Is that's the one big yeah. one, like growing up Superman.
0: Yeah. If you don't choose Superman, you're dumb because, because there's literally nothing that he can't do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, but it's also a cop-out answer. I, I hate <sighs> when, when people, when people ask that, it's like, well, yeah, he's, he's, he can't be broken. He's fast as the speed of light. He can fly. He's stronger than anything else. He, but a green he,
2: rock is m- his weakness, right?
0: But a green rock that doesn't exist in our world. Yeah. So if you're if you're <laughs> asking me which one which one I would be, yeah, it's probably that one. But you know that's why when mm. when you say you know when you loop things like DC into it, they're a little bit more on a level of you know that that a little bit. You know, it's all unrealistic, Mm -hmm. truthfully, but, you know, even more so unrealistic than some of the others. You know, I like I like questions like which of the original Avengers would you be? And, you know, that sort of thing, because uh, which would be Thor, of course. But
3: yeah. How about you, James? Civil surfer.
0: That would be my... Uh... Oh, see, here we go. Here comes the nerd and Jeff coming out because <laughs> Jeff goes, I don't know that you really want to be the Silver Surfer, James. Do you know the story of the Silver Surfer? I do.
3: I do know the story of the Silver Sur- I do. I actually do. Okay. But my question is... <laughs> You're flipping your papers around. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, there we go. There we go. My question is, who's the favorite hero...
0: Okay.
3: I choose civil surfer. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. And then on the villain part, I choose, where's the guy up? There we go. On the villain part, where we at? I choose, ooh, sorry, dark
0: seed. Okay, so you did bring DC into it. Why do you like Darkseid?
3: Well, well, hold on. I took that back. Not Darkseid. I took that back. I choose... On the villain, I choose, uh, building, I choose uh, Red Skull. That's who it was. I know. He's a
2: <laughs> plain everyday dude.
0: No, he's a Nazi. <laughs>
3: oh, no. Yeah, but he hates everybody. Oh, no. Not the- He just wants to be ruling everywhere, everywhere in the world. Uh, Matt. How about you, man? Not a fucking Nazi. No. Well, okay, y'all guys need to calm down. <laughs> calm down. Uh, if anything, it would be Thanos then after that. Thanos would be Thanos one of the, the number man. one villains if you want to knock it all the way down. Cause he, uh, was, Thanos he, was, is the he man, was he yeah. was stuff. But Silver Surfer, for what he did to try to save lives, the whole planet. Well, he
0: was the herald of Galactus. After yep. his his wife try, trying to save his own people, he became the herald of Galactus. Right. So and he then, had to leave his family for eternity to to go and protect his people.
3: Mm-hmm. And he had a good thought, you know. His, I mean, thought uh-huh. he had a good thought to save and take them to only planets that didn't have human lives or uh, he uh, tried or lives. Yep. He tried until he forgot. They remembered. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Such a good guy. Hmm. If I was going to be one oh one more. If I was going to be oh, yeah. one, I would be him too. We'll
0: Silver ahead. Surfer. Silver Surfer. Dude, he he lived a, an eternity of of servitude. N- yes, servitude and um, missing his family and yeah, yeah. he I'd was far, tormented. If I had to be one, it would not be that. But anyway, you
2: do you, man. I'm gonna do me. So I I in my house growing up there were three main ones and it was um uh Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Uh great. That's a great, great guy. Yeah, but, well I mean an asshole, but he's yeah. an asshole and, and and I can relate, but <laughs> uh, yeah, you can. Yeah. I don't know nothing about it. <laughs> yeah. Um Spider Man, yep. Superman. I mean I, I know there's a cop out answers because they're huge, huge no, names, I get it. and they're yeah. well known, but I mean, those were the three big names in my house. You can't argue up. with
0: how cool it would be to like swing from buildings and like yeah. be able to stick to walls and yeah. stuff. That'd be cool, especially uh, when
3: you're just shooting in the air and you're still flying. You don't know what he caught yeah. on. You know, like mm-hmm.
0: yeah. You know, I I've always thought, you know, if if uh, and he was a true crime fighter. You know, Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he was the protector of the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. It was mm-hmm. such a cool thing. You know. Um, where you get a lot of villain, or, or superheroes that are sort of um, like really aggressive and whatnot. Mm-hmm. He's like, just kind of having fun doing it, even mm-hmm. though it's a, he takes it seriously. And a lot
2: of them superheroes, you know, they're fighting just villains, you know, yeah. the, the the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I mean, he was, uh, you know, getting crooks people over, and, yeah, yeah, crooks and stuff.
0: And he, but he also had some of the most iconic villains of, of right. all Marvel comics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into our ratings. Ratings. Yeah. yeah. All right. So finally, we've come to the time where we need to rate this documentary with an official documentary rating. What documentary? We barely talked about it. Um, (laughs) Each crew member scores the documentary on a scale of one to 10 items, with one being as bad as Red Skull Mm -hmm. and 10 (laughs) being as great as black widow's backside Ooh. Um, Ooh. <laughs> God, <that laughs> and I. America. the item that was used for scoring changes each week depending on the content of the documentary watch this week we will be using excelsiors as the rating item for our documentary let's start with iron man iron man how many excelsiors i gave it seven excelsiors
2: yeah yeah. Why did why did rate that's a, well, t- I, a pretty good rating? I did I, I rated it pretty high because I you know I, I I found a lot of the information in this document are pretty intriguing. Mm. You know, not knowing a lot of history about Stan Lee and, and kind of how how he came about. Yeah, know, I, I learned a lot. Very and, good. Yeah. Uh what about
0: Dr.
3: Doom over there? Well <laughs> 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 I gave it six. This is what I gave. (laughs) Six (laughs) (laughs) excelsior. Excelsior. All
0: right. Why did it just make just over uh, halfway for you, Dr. Doom? Dr. Dr. Doom, Victor Von
3: Doom. Dr. Doom knows all. Okay. So as I know all about the Marvel comics, it was nothing really new to me. (laughs) So I gave it a rating of six. Is Dr. Doom a vampire? Well, he's from Latveria. He's he's almost like he might as well just be the king there. He is the king there. That's what Mm. I thought. (laughs) I didn't need to see it, but you know, I wanted someone else to say it for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then Thor over here gives it five, five excelsiors. Uh, This was, you know, to me, like I said, surface level. I knew most of it. um, Not to, you know, take anything from it. It just. You know it it wasn't great wasn't bad but i love the subject matter so no. um but the the film itself five so it was fine average the average after averaging everyone's score the official documentary rating for stan lee is six excelsiors um i want to thank our listeners for tuning in to the 50th episode of documentary the last normal episode of season one uh, we will be back next week for a special season one finale um, that you'll want to check out. It's going to be a little bit different style of an episode. Um, so thanks, Iron Man. Thanks, Dr. Doom over there You're for welcome. hanging out. Matt, Maddie and King James for being here this evening. Uh, as I said at the beginning, rate and review our podcast. Follow us on all the stuff. Uh, next week, join us as we say goodbye to season one, one documentary at a time. Mm. On behalf of King James, hey Matt. Be a good human. And DJ in the booth the entire documentary family I'm your host Jeff Kalaski. I want to thank you all for listening I hope you keep your minds open and be kind to each other goodbye
2: bye everybody
1: helmetless and bleeding a battered Iron Man is slowly pulled to his feet assisted by the war weary God of Thunder Thor Stark can you stand?
2: sure it's only a few broken ribs a fractured femur and a concussion a normal Thursday night
1: Victor Von Doom lies on the battlefield, armor dented and motionless. What do you think, Point Break? Did we beat him? Can we get a drink? Aye, I believe we did. But let us save the revelry for another time, for I do not believe the fight is over for us this day. From above, a giant spacecraft slowly roars into view. A great beam of light projects from its hull, and appearing out of the fractured beams, steps an imposing figure. His eyes scan the battlefield, observing the destruction left behind. Adorning his violet-covered left hand is a golden gauntlet, and on it, affix six gleaming gems.
2: I don't know who you are, but we don't want what you're selling. Goodbye.
1: That is the Mad Titan Thanos, and those are the Infinity Stones. Those pathetic attempt to end documentary, season one, was in vain. I will do what must be done. I am inevitable.
2: No, 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 no.
1: In one fluid movement of his arm and without hesitation, the mad Titan Thanos raises his hand and snaps his fingers. <laughs> Thus, ending the first season of documentary. Until next time, strangers, keep your minds open and be kind to one another we <laughs>